All right, welcome back to Carl and Lowry, episode number 144. We are back on this day, Tuesday, October 17th, the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm here live in New Hampshire alongside uh, my co-host. Well, not alongside, virtually alongside my co-host, Sam Carter, who's live from Boone, North Carolina. Just made the trip back, Sam. How was uh, life back in Charlotte? Um, it was great. Uh, you know, I got to catch up with with everyone, um, so that was nice. Yeah, uh, you know, just kind of getting back into the rhythm here. Uh, got all kinds of sports going on, huge uh, results to share. Um, but first, obviously, question of the day, Sam. The infamous, the pumpkin spice latte. You know, it's the subject of today's question. Uh, we talk about Christmas music, you know, when can you play it? But when is the pumpkin spice latte and other pumpkin-associated products, when are those acceptable uh, to be displayed um, in stores and to be sold in terms of time a time of year? Um, I mean, obviously, it's a fall drink. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, you know, <clears throat> I think you got to keep it on like a monthly basis. Okay. You know, you don't want to start celebrating Christmas until – December first, right? So you're saying October first? Um, so no Christmas music before December first. So I'm saying October first at the earliest, and then I'm saying on throughout the rest of the month of October, and then throughout November. Yeah. But no more, no more PSLs after. Uh, oh, P. After, I like that. After after November thirtieth is November thirty day month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more uh, on the earlier side. I'm gonna say September 15th is acceptable uh, to lay those out. Um, but Thanksgiving has got to be the limit. If we're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you're picking up a PSL, like it's time for that. It's time for that peppermint. Oh my That's goodness! True. Time for that Chick Fil A peppermint shake. Oh my goodness! Although it's still technically fall until December 21st. That's true. But- yeah, but, I, t- I totally agree. Yeah, crazy times. All right. Well, speaking of craziness, we had some uh, very unexciting uh, upsets in the MLB playoffs. Uh, the Astros will face the are facing the Rangers, excuse me, in the best of seven American League Championship Series. The Rangers kind of dominated. Got Max Scherzer back. Bats are firing. They're up 2-0. And then the Phillies and the Diamondbacks are facing off. Philadelphia leads 1-0. Unfortunately. All the teams that, uh, you know, we knew people who had, you know, hands in the battle, they lost. And baseball's yeah. crazy. It looks like the it looks like it's going to be Rangers-Phillies in the World Series, which is not very exciting. And uh, rest in peace to the seasons of the Baltimore Orioles, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, the Minnesota Twins, and the Atlanta Braves. You know, great seasons, guys. You win your division, but madness must reign. And just to think, if yeah. the Mariners had won one more game against the Astros, uh, they'd, they'd probably be in the ALCS. Wow. Well, uh, you know, moving on from that terribleness, um, you know, no, no comments, no further comments there. Yeah. Let's talk about an amazing week of college football. We got a classic um, in Seattle. The rise of the heels, question mark, and three big bullies, referring to the Big Ten. First off, talk about ESPN's College Game Day, game of the week by everyone's standard. 33-36, uh, we had a little wide right for those of you who are up on your college football knowledge. 
um, as Oregon misses the game-tying field goal try to, as time expires to give Washington the victory. Michael Penix Jr. solidifies his case for the uh, Heisman frontrunner with throwing four touchdowns and for 302 yards, uh, one pick as well. But Washington improves to 6-0 and uh, moves up to fifth in the uh, AP poll. I would like to mention we're getting very close. Uh, it'll be on Halloween night um, as you're trick-or-treating, or if you're not, if you're a grown person like myself, um, y- then you will uh, you will get to see the first uh, re- revealing in two weeks from now of the uh, college football playoff. Well, actually, have a, a first time the Halloween special on Cardin Lowry. I don't know what we're going to yeah, whip out there. That's true. But that's that'll be interesting. Uh, Sam, kind of thoughts on the game. Uh, what does this kind of prove? Um, you, you've had, you've been very critical of the Pac-12 in recent weeks. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on on this one. Um, I, I'll say, you know, this game. If you didn't watch it, this game was very close. Yeah, very um, tightly contested. I would say that, you know, maybe Oregon deserved to win more um, because they had the ball with. I, I think it was about three minutes yeah. left. Mm-hmm. They're at about the 50-yard line. It's fourth down. They go for it. Um, they decide to go for it rather than punt. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington holds them, and so they have great field position. 30 seconds later in two plays, uh, Washington scores a touchdown and goes up three. Oregon gets the ball back, and with time expiring, misses that. Not a, it was not a chip shot of a field goal. No. So I'm saying, you know, is the Oregon coach rethinking that decision to go for it? I mean, you have to. Yeah. Maybe the game wouldn't have turned out any differently, but it was questionable. But you're still, yeah. You're still pinning Washington back. Yeah. I think it was quite. Even at the time, I was like, "What are they kind of doing here?" I feel like punting when you're in the lead. I mean, it was a fourth yeah. and four, like, and, and you decide to throw the ball like. 15 yards on the field? I don't know. Yeah, it was just interesting to me. But it would have sealed the game. So, you know, what can I say? Uh, well, uh, in other big news, Southern Cal, they get toasted. I mean, they got they got punked 48-20 at Notre Dame. Caleb Williams, awful game. Maybe the worst game of his USC career. Uh, 199 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Yeah, that, was, that was a rough one. That's rough. That's that's what we call blooks. Bad looks for yeah. the uh, for the Trojans yeah. as they they fall far uh, down in the rankings. Um, the other ranked matchup we got to talk about: uh, North Carolina coming out in the second half. The second half Warriors uh, coming out. Tez Walker uh, with his coming out game uh, in Chapel Hill: three receiving touchdowns, 300, 132 yards. Excuse me. Um, UNC six and zero. Certainly in that conversation, um, yeah. you know, we, they got the three kind of easy matchups. Obviously, every matchup is difficult. But you got Virginia, Georgia Tech, and then Campbell in the next three uh, with only Georgia Tech on the road. And, uh, you know, this team, it looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, 9-0, but they have some troubling tests in November um, as they got to face the Blue Devils, uh, go to Death Valley, and um, obviously you got the NC State game, which is always – it's always a big yeah. deal. So, Sam, kind of your thoughts on the legitimacy of the Tar Heels and uh, just their overall grade of the season so far, given that they are, you know, one of the few Power Five under, undefeateds remaining. Um, I mean, you know, I I always got to be a doubtful guy. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you have the the game that I look at is that Clemson game. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is, I mean, Duke too. Yeah. Those are the two games that are up in the air. Yeah. Um, I think they go. It's it's is it a home game against NC State? It is away. It is in uh, Carter Finley. Okay. Well, that changes things a little, but I still think that they win fairly handedly against the Pack. Um, but you know that Clemson game at Clemson that's going to be hard. Um, and then is it a home game against Duke? It is at home. Yes. Yeah, I think I just I don't I don't know the legitimacy of Duke. Um, I mean, they torched Clemson, so it's hard to say. But but I look at I look I'm always going to look back at this app game. You know, I was yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, without Tez Walker, though, so that plays a role. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I just I think that they, that was one of the worst games. Yeah. Maybe maybe not a bad game from Carolina. I mean, they're that Amari. Yeah, Amari on Hampton, yeah. He had, I think he was averaging nine yards a carry. Yeah. Um. So I look at, you know, perhaps holes in the defense. Yeah. Um. That's always been the, the stinger for Carolina, I yeah. think. I think that the secondary play has to elevate. When you face, uh, you know, offenses like Clemson and Duke, I mean, obviously the health of Bradley Lynn is in the air. And especially, I mean, if you make it, if somehow – Carolina football holds on to go 12 and 0 and somehow you get into that game with the Seminoles. I mean, yeah. they better play the best defensive game of their lives if they want to they want to stay competitive in that one. But more on that. I mean more on that later. We kind of just rolling right in. Uh last thoughts on uh, this week. Uh South Carolina Gamecocks uh, football head coach Shane Beamer, uh you know, after the game, uh you know, tough loss to Florida. He kicks um, a cooler in the locker room and actually broke his foot. And uh, just very embarrassing for Mr. Beamer, um, but a hilarious yeah. story nonetheless. As uh, the Gamecocks, I believe they fall to two and four on the season. Just, uh, just an overall rough situation for Mr. Beamer. And, uh, you know, prayers yeah. prayers to the uh, surgeon who has to uh, operate on that foot uh, from such a dumb injury. But that's. I always take an opportunity to uh, make fun of a Gamecock. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe they thought Shane Beamer was the future. Um, he's he's no Frank Beamer. I'll just say that. Wow, bold words, but uh, slightly poetic is all I have to say on that. Well, uh, next week uh, provides no shortage of amazing matchups as well, as we have three ranked matchups that are really going to uh, kind of highlight the week. I feel. Um, firstly, you got Penn State. You know, the team, you know, if Sam is always doubting the Tar Heels, I'm always doubting Penn State. Penn State's yeah. always up in the rankings. They have never followed through and made it. Like, what? Mm-hmm. They're all, like, why are they so highly ranked? Like, they, they're they in the same. There was one year. There was yeah. one year that the they Saquon. made the playoff. Yeah. They yeah. That, that's an exception. But other than that, like, they, they're the same division. You got to beat Ohio State and Michigan probably. So, yeah. I mean, can they do it? That's, I mean, I'm going to be skeptical. You're going into Columbus, um, but a huge matchup. Big Noon, which is I'm always excited for. You know, I know some people don't like Big Noon. Oh, I hate it. But I think that's that's nice. Spread out the love a little bit. Because then I got my Saturday Night Football Duke FSU, 
and I don't have to di- divert my attention. Regardless, uh, tune your tune your boxes uh, to Fox uh, for this one at, at noon on Saturday. Um, the battle of the undefeated. If Penn State wins, changes things big time. Interesting to see how many teams out of the Big Ten are going to make it this year, because I don't think any of those teams are really going to experience a loss. That being Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, outside of like their you know collective battles. Like, what if they all have one loss? How does that change things? I don't know. Um, yeah. But a uh, very interesting matchup there. Uh, you got Tennessee and Alabama, kind of two fringe teams right now, both of them with one loss to uh, quality teams. Um, that would be big for the Volunteers. They could win back-to-back you know, games in this rivalry, and really that would put a thorn in Alabama's side in terms of this season. That would really uh, knock them out. And amazing. I, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but the Alabama Crimson Tide are ranked – you know, behind the North Carolina Tar Heels. It's unbelievable to say that. And I don't think they're better than Alabama, but, you know, here we yeah. are. Uh, so kind of the last one. On the record. Of, on the record. Uh, you know, the last one here, Duke uh, at Florida State, Sam. Any chance are you giving to the Blue Devils? You know, given Florida State's kind of shaky record so far, do you feel they're going to roll on this one uh, with Riley Leonard's health kind of in question? You know, it's hard to tell. Uh, because you look at that Duke Notre Dame game, yeah, and you know you start to think, oh well, maybe Notre Dame's not that good. But then Notre Dame goes and and beats so, uh, Southern Cal. Southern Cal. But then you think back, you know, Louisville just beat Notre Dame, and Louisville and lost. Louisville to, lost to Pitt. Yeah, it's crazy. So we have no way to you know measure. How good is this Duke team? Um, their record is certainly good. Uh, Duke beat Clemson a lot more than Florida State yeah, beat Clemson. That's true. Um, I give Duke a shot, um, but you're going to have to, like you said about Carolina earlier, they're going to have to lock down those receivers. Um, that is, that's how you beat Florida State. Yeah, they're explosive. They're they're not going to hold you down but they they will score at will they will absolutely yeah. pour it on you and if you're not ready for that look out so uh that concludes our coverage of ncaa football for this week um but exciting times as you roll into week eight uh you know the pac 12 is a little bit sleepy this week but uh we're picking it back up week nine um but i'm sure some upsets will happen and uh, obviously you got that big penn state ohio state game so more things uh, changing to come. Well, uh, the NFL rolls on, and the Panthers continue to lose. Uh, after starting, uh, thank you, Sam. After starting, uh, being up, you know, fourteen zip, they end up getting doubled up against the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, you know, as he was back flipping, I, I started to, I get, I got a little hope. I started to watch this game. Um, you know, it, it's rough. It's, it's definitely rough, but. Um, Got the Bears coming up in a couple weeks, so maybe we can get a win there. But legitimate chance this team can go 0-17. Sam, why don't you take us through a uh, another productive week for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, another big week for your boy, Travis Etienne. Um, you know, he, he's helping you out fantasy-wise. Oh, definitely. Am I right? He's, he's racking up the touchdowns. They love, throwing, they love giving him the ball in the red zone. He's been a killer. Yeah. I mean – I didn't watch this game. I couldn't watch this game. Um, I did have my Jaguars jersey on. Yeah. But, you know, one of these days, 
perhaps when the Panthers play them, I'll be able to see the Jaguars play. There you go. But yeah, uh, and then I'll report to you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, great, great start for the Jags after starting out a little rough, picking up three wins in a row, headed to the Superdome next week, and they got some tough opponents coming up. So be nice to get a, a fourth win in a row as T Law keeps it rolling as the Jags take the lead. Uh, to actually, a a, um, a nice one, a full game lead, a nice cushion in the AFC South. Well, in the NBA, uh, the Hornets, you know, they begin their preseason slate. Playing in three, actually all three of these games went down to the, the wire, which is weird. Just could win all of them. Uh, but finally got a win against Oklahoma City. Um, efficient stuff from PJ and Terry. So that's nice to see. Got, you got the matchup against the Celtics at the Hive to close it out on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, if you if you haven't watched Wimby highlights yet, watch them. Because some of the stuff he's doing, like – he did he he did like the Sean Kemp play where somebody threw a lob and when they threw it he was behind the three point line and he ended up dunking it. Like he it, it just he's just too. Wow. It looks like in two K when they do like the mods. Like it, it, he looks like a video game like where they put like what if there was an eight foot person on the court like he doesn't look real. So I I really want to see him play you know at some point if he comes to Boston you know this year I'm I'm gonna try to be there just because I think. He he's just he's something else. He's out of this world. Mm-hmm. The alien, one of one. Uh, well, uh, finally, uh, let's close off with a little bit of college basketball, if you can believe it. Uh, the AP poll was just released. Kansas highlights the poll coming in number one, getting most of the votes there, returning a lot of starters, returning you know about half of the team that they won the championship with. Um, a stacked Duke class coming in at number two, Miami at thirteen, and the Heels at nineteen. Uh, roster moves wise, just to update you for Clemson, North Carolina. Um, Kale Bluff, Pete Nance, Leaky Black, Puff Johnson, Don Trez, Tyler Nickel, Justin McCoy, Will Shaver, and DeMarco Dunn are all departing. Nobody's really in limbo right now. Uh, Armando Baycott, RJ Davis, Seth Tremble, Jalen Washington, all returning. Elliot Cadeau coming in at 10th on the ESPN 100, as well as Zaylen High coming in. New, new guys, um, freshmen. Uh, Paxson Wojcik uh, averaged almost 15 points at Brown. Um, and then you got uh, Cormac Ryan coming out of Notre Dame. So a lot of shooting uh, being added to this team. Interesting to see how Hubert Davis kind of manages that, you know, given, you know, they didn't really have that many shooters the past two seasons and with varying results, as you saw. Uh, but they will begin in a more low-key position than putting out the Sports Illustrated Weird Number 1 magazine and promptly missing the NCAA tournament. Yes, Hubert. We didn't forget that. Well, Sam, why don't you take us through uh, the new look uh, Clemson Tigers? Yeah, Hunter Tyson is gone. Um, you know, it's it's the end of an era. But, yeah. you know, maybe Dabo Sweeney ought to take some hints from uh, Brad Brownell and look at this uh, transfer portal. Um, we got dudes from Air Force, State, Greensboro, Syracuse. Yeah, Mr. Joseph uh, Girardi, he's he's tough. He could shoot it. Yeah. He can he can really put he can really put it down. See the three, be the three. He, yeah, he's so, nice. It was a great season for Clemson last year. Um I can't believe we did not make the tournament. A massive disappointment. And then to lose as a one seed in the 
NIT, the not in tournament tournament. Yeah. Um, it was rough. It's just, it's heartbreaking. But they, they got the mo. They got the mo. Yeah. And now they're coming uh, back. They're coming back. That's that's what we love to say, as uh, you know, fans who are really just fighting for the words. Well, that's my man Chauncey. We have a guy named Chauncey on the Clemson Tigers basketball team. Yeah, I think it's. He's probably not Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Wiggins, though. He could he could transform. I'll take it. He'll take it. it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of change. I would I I would recommend if you are if you are a uh, November uh, college basketball enthusiast like myself, I'll definitely check out ESPN's article on uh, complete roster moves where literally every single Division One team, you can look at your team and see who's uh, departed just because of how much you know, craziness happened over the summer. Regardless, though, it's about to get started, you know, coming up in just, uh, you know, in a little less than three weeks. Yeah. We talk college hoops, got the... Masterwork Garden Classic. We're going to have number two Duke taking on number four Michigan State. So that'll be exciting. Dartmouth traveling to Duke. Might be there. That would be, be epic. Uh, you know, probably going to get doubled up in that one, but um, it is what it is. Well, that's going to do it for episode number 144 of Cardinal Lowry. Sam, any final thoughts? Uh, 